everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screen Chronicles. My name is Steve, and with me as always is Sword of the Screen Chronicles, Colby. And today, we are talking about Seven Kings Must Die, the new movie that just dropped. We're recording on Saturday. Yesterday, Friday, the 14th of April, 2023, it's Seven Kings Must Die is a movie that takes place after the first five seasons of the show called The Last Kingdom. And we're going to do a little spoiler-free review, and then we're going to get into some spoiler talks on the details. And uh, I'm, I'm even going to talk about some of the book stuff now. I mean, we, we've wrapped up everything that the book and the show has covered, so I'm going to talk some things from the books. Um, so that'll be all spoiler alert. Colby has already seen it. Twice he had a unique experience. We'll talk about here. We'll talk about some of that a little more in the spoiler talk too. And if you haven't already watched our reaction to it, or if that hasn't come out yet, that will come out. So stay tuned for it or check it out now if it's already out. So, but anyway, though, Colby, we just watched Seven Kings Must Die. You saw it at a premiere with the cast mm-hmm. um, two weeks ago, a week ago, the fourth, 10 days before the release. Yeah. Okay, and then I just watched it right now. We just finished it, what, 30, 20 minutes ago? Yeah. My this first is a time fresh, watching. fresh take, people. So this is probably the freshest review I've ever done. That might influence some of my thoughts and feelings. But, Colby, you've seen it twice now. How do you feel? As, as an overall movie, I feel like it was a, a really, really good movie. It, it made me feel some things. I'm not going to lie. It made me... I can't say I'm 100% satisfied with with the way it ended, but at the same time, I think it was a great ending. It's weird to say it like that. It was. It gave me goosebumps. Um, it gave me chills. We'll explain why later. I don't know if like that's the way I wanted it to end. I think I was a little bit more satisfied with the way season five ended, but that doesn't take away from how good the ending in the movie was. It just maybe not what I personally wanted from the characters' stories specifically. Yeah. Um, which is okay, which is okay. It, it, I still like the way they did it. Yeah. And I actually liked it better the second watch because I, I kind of missed a lot the first watch when I'm watching in that theater experience. It was cool to kind of hear people's reactions, whether it was the actors or the other fans. This time I could really soak in every line. And I definitely missed some stuff in the theater that um, I picked up this go around. So I liked it better this go around. Um, so, but Steve, as your first watch, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we just watched and we had to take a break in between that and this uh, one just so we could recharge. We weren't planning to, but it was heavy. <laughs> but it was it's a heavy movie. I, I feel like uh, I just I just processed some trauma. Uh, just thinking about the movie, talking about it again before we got onto the podcast here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, without no spoilers here, but it, it, it's a heavy movie i'd say it was almost two hours long but i feel like it just it was on the gas most of the time I'd oh say. yeah fast-paced movie pretty typical for the last kingdom episode so i mean i'd say there's like beats of the second to last book in the series that this is based on but it's mostly based mm-hmm. off of the last book warlord in the uh, saxon tales by bernard cornwell so i had already read the book in preparation talking him two or three years ago now there were some things they changed and then i mean like when there was other things that were happening that i thought was going to change and 
Mm. Like it was just, it was emotional. And I was, I was about to get mad and I was mad and uh, it was just heavy. And, you know, we won't, we won't ruin it here, but, but yeah, the thing is, I don't think for me, I was a little worried that it might ruin the ending of season five of the last kingdom, which I thought was just the perfect freaking It was perfect. 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 Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's how you do an ending. Right now, that's really what most of my mind is dwelling on is how this this movie sort of wrapped up. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like it ruined it, but I'll say it's it's ambiguous. And I think the reason they did that, they changed how this ending was is because they didn't want to just end it the exact same way they ended season five. I think they were like, All right, right. Well, we already did that. We, 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 we shouldn't just do that again because then like, what what are we bringing new? Yeah. But at the same time, I liked what they did so much that I like. Yes. I didn't want them to touch it at all. You know? Oh, no, I know. So, yeah. But as a movie by itself, like it was good. If I was just, if I didn't know anything about The Last Kingdom and I put this on and watched it, I'd be like, that was a pretty cool movie. Like, I'm going to look. I thought it was, to, yeah. Like Dane culture and like who the heck is Ethelstan in England? There's some some nice bro banter and bro moments. Um, bro moments, good bro the movie, banter. and it, it really Acting. played with your emotions a lot. Some good twists, good twists. Um, well written, well scripted, and the acting Shit. again was phenomenal. The acting again, they I don't know how they find some of these actors who you really haven't seen in many other things, and then they're just amazing. Um, they've done it since season one yeah. and that's, that's pretty cool. Well, you know what? I think some people have just throughout the show have grown even more into their characters and probably learned oh, yeah. stuff. Cause like, I mean, damn, so many people were so good in this. Um, I know. Like, I, I think, I think of, you know, James Northcote out in this, like, uh, I don't, I don't think he had a lot to do, but what he did, I felt like I felt like everything he did. Totally, um, dude. especially the sort of arc his character went on, you know, um, I know since since season two when he was introduced and yeah, Harry Gilby as Ethelstan. Oh, my God. Fucking slayed it. Dude, his character got so much more complex in this movie. I think it they gave him complex stuff to do. I think if he didn't bring the dynamic to it, yes. I don't think you would have got that complexity. I think you would have just been like, right, here's another Saxon King being a dick. And uh, that's not a spoiler. If you watch the trailer, you see him right. and Utrecht <laughs> at odds. So, right. um, but. and, and uh, there is that, but there's, there's more to it than that because of their mm. relationship and you can see it and, and what's played on. And again, the writing is, is good for, what's between him and Uhtred, but I think Harry Gilby, what he did with it oh, is yeah. what made it work so well. Totally. Totally. There's a couple scenes that really stood out to us. We'll, we'll touch on and specify those in the spoiler uh, part of this episode, but um, we just kind of looked at each other when we were watching it together like, that was a great scene. And and it was a couple, just Alex and Harry, Uhtred and Ethelstan yeah. going at each other not even necessarily action scenes, just the way they're emotionally talking to each other mm. um, because they have such a, those two characters have such a love for each other. That's really deep, but obviously other influences have come in to, to complicate the situation. Yeah. They're even referred to as father and son. 
by uh, another character at one point like oh the yes. father or the son yes. passes the father so like that's how even their their characters are sort of looked at uh, yeah. in this and, but it was, and alexander draymond too i mean i mean he it's, always it's, brings it's, it right? he always does it mark rally brought it uh he yes. had some he had some emotional moments that he i think he did like just the way he said something made me hurt mm -hmm. i I think Arnis, um, Citric was more, more present than this. he's been in like a couple seasons. Yeah, he was. He didn't get as much lines, which is great. Season five, so I was, I was glad he was present in this. Um, you, and I'll tell you who my surprise of the movie was that really stood out to me was um, Elaine Cassidy, who plays Yadgafu. Oh yeah, yeah. Was uh, a standout character that I did not expect to be a standout character in this movie, and she. Um, she did a wonderful job. We'll talk about why in a sec. It was uh, written by the the same woman who's written the last mm -hmm. two seasons, so season four and season five yep. of the Last King, Martha Hiller. Oh, Martha um, Hillier, yeah. Martha, Martha Hillier, Hillier, sorry. Yep. And directed by Ed Basil Getty. Um, I've heard Basil Getty. I've heard Basil Get. I've heard Basil. Yeah, that's Get. right. I've heard Basil Get. <laughs> but I was For just reading right like, there in the show. It's like. So he's um, a mystery name. But, but he's done so many of the great Last Kingdom episodes, and yes. I think I think he did a really good job pulling in what he needed to for this movie. It, it was cinematic. Could have been, I said to you after this, it probably could have been stretched out over like three or four episodes, and we maybe could have gotten a little bit more character development with some of the side characters that uh, were introduced in this movie. Um, something that you know you got from the show that maybe you didn't get from this movie. Mm. But you can't do that when you're only allotted just shy of two hours, and and we understand that. But I wouldn't have minded if the movie was a little longer too. You know, there's two. Yes, true. There's true. there's some movies I'm uh, that I think. Oh man, I wish this would have wrapped up a little sooner. This one, when I was, it, it just felt like the pedal was to the metal most of the movie. Yeah, I think I think, and I'm willing to bet they probably filmed more than what they yeah. showed. Oh, I, I'm totally. willing, um, and and I think they could have put more in. I think it's I could have went to two and a half hours um and made it um 10 hours 10 hours <laughs> a nice 10, hours a nice we'll 10 hour all. movie you know you know no, no, a little bit different than what a season is right uh but i agree but upon my second watch i think it flowed better than i thought after my first watch yeah um even though it is fast pace i don't think it's that hard to follow no you know no. and and the stakes are still raised and it feels like the last kingdom though it does feel like there's a lot of characters it feels like there's a there's a lot of like quick like mm -hmm. th this is their motivation for betraying this person this motivation this is why this army is moving and right and uh i feel like that happens but i feel like as long as you're paying attention to the main characters and and who's shown up like you're you're fine um right. and that's what how the last kingdom has always been even though there's they bring up all these yad gafu ethel helm and Ethel Bedenza and Kjartan and and all these names, yeah. you're like, who is who? And like, you always, as long as you see there's some angry Danes and some Saxons and Uhtred gonna fight, then then you know what's gonna happen. And it's and I'd say there's a it, the the script is smart, but you you still know who the main players are here. Yes. Yep. And uh, I, I would say that you know again we're talking about the good things, acting, cinematography. I thought directing again, I think it could have been longer, but the editing yeah. was good. And again, the ending was enjoyable. And I like that it they was... didn't ruin season right. five, but 
let's put it this way it's not what i wanted to happen not what i wanted necessarily yeah but it was really freaking well done the way they did it and it gave me goosebumps and it was i think it was masterfully done even though it's not exactly what i wanted personally selfishly Mm. to happen um and i think that's fair i think that's fair and i wonder what you guys think too about the ending please tell us um, if you liked it, maybe maybe you really really liked the way it ended. Um, we'd love to hear people's thoughts about the whole whole movie, and we hope that you comment below. Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, also, too, I uh, shield wall. There's a shield wall. Yes, a shield wall battle. I'd say this is probably the most realistic one that we've seen. Not that the the show is mostly realistic, right? But yeah. There's a lot of times there there's just open field battles clashing, and and you know in reality. At least historically, I'm no expert, but at least from what I what I've learned from my readings and the brief now the little bit of knowledge I do have, if you were like doing that, you have no lines, so you have no organization, and it's just gonna fall into chaos, and and you're not gonna it'll be much harder to win. Right. So anyway, though, that that they do get away from the shield wall at some point during the battle, but uh they did that and it was also just really like gritty they're showing the build up to it there's it's it just it feels and you said it and i was thinking the same thing it feels like like bernard cornwell battle like from a from the books it really did some of the details that he brings into just the pre-battle stuff i felt like was present in that which i i really liked Mm -hmm. um because if you read if you read his books and if you haven't read his books you should um i was on the edge of my seat for the battle i think it was on the edge of my seat too yeah it was it was intense i will say there are some things that happen in the battle in the book that i wish yeah there always is too and i'm gonna tell you today guys in the spoiler talk but i i wish it would have made it because it was so good if you watched our burned cornwall talk you've probably heard it but anyway it was still good um but i it does feel like it was missing like a little extra like oomph like i needed i needed like another another character to clash with another character or like i i would agree with that a little bit extra i would agree like animosity between two people um yeah they they did there were two characters that had animosity and fought but i'd say the resolution in the battle even though the resolution happens later um and it's good and it's well done and i really I, i i thought i liked the exchange that went down i kind of wish there was something a little bit more i don't know like utrid kills when he fights uh canute or totally or or abba or or something like that happened in it or or dude we should we should just get into spoiler talk because we're getting let's get into it we're getting deep but let's give our rating of the movie. Our, this is our immediate rating. Immediately, um, right I've now. had a little bit more time to think about it than Steve. My rating, I think, went up after the second watch. Steve's is a uh, immediate rating. And I'm we've changed our ratings in the past um, <laughs> because, like, we take everything into consideration. We're not so like stubborn that we yeah. can't change our opinions about things. But like, this is how we feel about the movie right now this at this moment. Is. This is and, our truth um, right now. People. Tell us, tell us if you agree or if you disagree. Okay. Yes, Steve. I'm want... giving it an eight. Shield. Whoa. Okay. I, that's a. I think it's a good score. Like I said, good score. Even if I didn't know the Last Kingdom, if I watched this, I'm like, that was a solid movie that I just watched on Netflix. But there, there are things that 
I wish they would have done or added or yeah done differently. Yeah, that, that could have propelled it to a ten or even eleven out of ten, <laughs> like uh, totally. like the the last episode of the the final season of the Last Kingdom was to me. Totally, totally. Um, I'm gonna after watching the second time, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. And I call my lands England. Long live the king. Long live the king. Long live the king of England. I actually liked it better the second watch. Like I said, there's less distractions um, and actually touched things that uh, I had missed in the original watch through that I liked that they they mentioned some characters that were in the show that were not in the movie and they kind of explained, oh, this person's no longer around, whatever. Mm. Um, we'll talk about it in a second. But 8.5, I think, is a fair score. It it um, it was really good. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, even a second time through, I was still as into it as I was the first time, like excited, like still felt nervous, even though I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was still reacting. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's our review. If you're a fan of Last Kingdom, I think you will be a fan of this. Um, you might just have different thoughts on it or what, but go watch it. Check it out if you haven't already. And if you haven't seen it before and you and you want to know what the hell else is going on, check out the show The Last Kingdom that this movie is based off of. And then check out our channel because we got lots of good Last Kingdom shit. But let's get into spoiler alert, everybody. You have been warned. Spoilers from this point on. This is your destiny to be spoiled. Let's I think, you can, know, can we just jump to the ending right now? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> I and I feel to... like we filmed our reactions to this. I and know. I feel like the, and maybe, you, you know, if you've seen it already or not, or, but I feel like my reaction uh, during the battle went from, this is amazing to, I'm like, Uhtred's getting stabbed over my, and over again. I thought, dude, you loved the movie up until that point. Like, that was the first time I, like, you seemed any bit disappointed in what happened yeah um when he dies well we think pretty sure it's ambiguous i i'd say uh they went kind of artsy with this one uh which which isn't bad maybe he's just hallucinating valhalla you think what like... well yeah so i mean i think so l l we'll, we'll get you a little more set up here to just clarify Uhtred gets stabbed in the final battle a bunch of times. A lot. A ton. He even, he grabs Serpent Breath, his sword, you know, like getting ready for Valhalla Great shot. to die. Great shot. And they, then they cut away and they show Ethelstan in a resolution that was pretty cool. And then, and they cut back, they find, and it looks like they find Uhtred's body, like he's dead. And uh, Citric does first. And then I almost said Mark. Mark rallies character Finnan. That's it. Yeah, they they come over, turn him over, and then it pans up away, and it and it shows a quote from uh, some historical text about the battle, yeah. the chronicle. Yeah, the screen chronicles. And, screen chronicles wrote that, <laughs> and and I'm just like, fuck, this is the end. He's dead, and and so yeah, I, I'm still listen. So that probably influenced my score. I just gave you two. Like I'm still feeling this. Like my body after we got done watching this was like my muscles started to slowly relax and I felt like I just worked out. Like I yes. had like weird soreness around my neck and upper back and like the 
like right here in the front of my shoulder. I know. Um. Anyway, though, so they pan away, and then they eventually they show him in a cart. Though and we we always see our heroes, Geralt and Ragnar and and Uhtred and and everyone else getting towed away in carts, clinging to life. They show him though, and then he's alive. He's moving his hand. I'm like, okay. Yeah, thank God. Erupted when that happened <laughs> uh, at the premiere. It yeah. Was- with like like they were like oh like like a sigh of relief and, and when you were like that too you were like a sigh of relief when that happened yeah and i was just sitting here like <laughs> yeah so you had me going too you were you were red and it's like fuck like colby's emotional that means he's dead and they show later he's he's in uh bevenber he's come out then to see everyone he ends up swearing fealty to ethelstan Good scene. Those two, their their chemistry and what they did in this was awesome, but still going off the ending. Uhtred then starts walking back to, they're like, hey, go lay down in your room. And Uhtred's kind of talking like he's aware that he's going to die is kind of how he's talking. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, you'll be fine. Like, you're not going to die. Finn's like, I die before you. And like everyone at his group is smiling at him. Um, but he's looking back at the room he just came from where he was resting. But now it's not the room he was resting in anymore. It's Valhalla. It's Dude. it's Dude. A, a bunch of Danes sitting around in the feast ho- Odin's feast hall. And, and um, not just any Danes. Not just, not any, just Danes. any Danes. We got Heston. We got mm-hmm. Ragnar the Elder, the, the man who raised Uhtred as a Dane. We have Brita and we have Klappa, the giant world's strongest man who was in season two um, who gave his life in in the season finale um, for the group, a member of the original bro squad. So goosebumps, goosebumps. What a, what a good scene. And and he looks back too as he's like, he's looks toward the hall and then he looks back at his son and he like zooms in on his son, Mm -hmm. which to me, that was just showing like he's letting go because he knows he is living on in the real world even though he's going, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like his legacy's going his on. His legacy is, is living on. Like that's, that's what it meant to me. To me, I looked at it as he had a choice of whether to go back to his room and lay down and die um, where he'd be in, end up in Valhalla then, or he could stay out with his friends and he could choose to live and he would be alive. Right. They kind of end there. They show him just standing in the middle of this like uh, doorway between this golden lit Valhalla with all these Danes just drinking beer, hanging out and his his family and friends on the other side. And they just Mm -hmm. sort of pan out from him and then they pan out from Bember and then they show Bember, the fortress in modern day, which we are going to. Yes, yes, Um, yes. They they leave it pretty ambiguous in my mind as far as. And that's what I like. It's like, to me, then I can choose Uhtred stays alive and that he just sees what's awaiting him. Yes. Like that it's confirmed he is getting into Valhalla. This is the last thing, the last kingdom is putting out. And they just want you to know, like, he's getting there. And look, these other characters that you like, they're there too. Here's some fan service for you. Or Another little callback. Or, or he's just hallucinating and... He just died. It just 
Just kidding. <laughs> or yeah, or or it no, is. No, but he's that's dead, the thing with the Last Kingdom is by. like they've never done anything so like obvious mythological in the show. They've always made it like, oh, there could be real world explanation. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're gonna follow that philosophy, then it could be him hallucinating. <clears throat> you oh, know yeah, what but, I mean? But uh, yeah, even if so, I I think it is technically him hallucinating well, i don't what he I wants to see like yeah, yeah i don't think we necessarily saw valhalla I right think, right i think that was to indicate he's now choosing between living or dying yes and, but like what you said he is looking and he's like well my son's there like i've already got everything set up like i there's no really need for me anymore england is formed bembers in my name i've i was lord of it i could just die or you know like I still got all these people. They, I love them and I want to stay, you know, there's people he loves people. He loves on both sides. So I think it's his internal thoughts being visibly expressed, you know, through his, his injuries and potential yeah. hallucinations and things, or, or you could just accept it. If you're someone that like thinks that like his fortress got put out by Thor, um, or that you think he got healed because in yeah. season three, because, Free to put the goat head in front of Skade, or right. exactly. Know. Well, that's what you know. I, I think you're right. I think that they did leave it up for your interpretation to an extent, although a bit more of a stretch than they have in the past. A bit more because they do. It does seem a bit final. Um, the way he was talking to everyone before he goes to the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I get that. Me, just so I can be happy, am yes, going yes. to in my head say. He's choosing to live on, and he just knows that he can get to Valhalla later. You know, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna. I, I'd like to think that too. I think it's hard to convince myself of that a little bit, <laughs> but I, I want to think that. And that's and that's why we said earlier it's not exactly the ending we wanted because I think we just wanted him to live forever and be happy <laughs> and and have a wife and kids and like all the shit that's happened in his life be over and just like have a great retirement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's what I loved about season season uh, five is they just it is a happy ending. They show he's gone through trauma. With, yes, they show the flashbacks, but then they just he just takes a deep breath in and they just pan out over the seas and and just like destiny is all. And it's just mm -hmm. everyone was just partying in the courtyard. You know, his whole family's there. His other son's coming. Good days ahead of us. And right. And he's talking to Edith, so it's like he's got a girlfriend. You know, he's things are going on. Um, and yeah. then with this one, I'll say with the books, he I won't say who or whatever, but he does have a wife. And in and in the books, Uhtred and in the show, they they say Uhtred's old, even though he doesn't look old at all. No, but he should be way older. He's lived through three generations of kings now through england right alfred alfred's son edward edward's son ethelstan is now a king utrid has lived through all three of those he's he's like what like 80 or 90 years old in the book in the final book of warlord so yeah so, I mean, he should he's, have been way older he's he an is, old man he, but anyway though in the book so i'll tell you utrid is an old man in the final book telling the story of his life he's been lord of bevenber for decades now um yeah, man, there was. So at least I don't he's spoil had decades. It for yeah, of he's had like peak of like happiness. Yeah, and, and in this one, it's just like 
it feels like he just like and you look at him and you look at what's going on in the world it's like it feels like it's been what like maybe five years since he got ben burr like they might specify that in the beginning though i mean i think there was time that went on like 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 edward lived the rest of his life however long that was mm. and he probably got old and I, I like to think there was more time that went on i think um, ethelstan was already king too in the final book he wasn't king of everything yet that still happens in in the final book i think he was granted mercy like in real history i think he was already king of something though or yeah. and it, by the final book so it's just like it just feels so. like more had already happened um and again he had he wasn't dead yet in the books utrid is right. not dead in the books he's it's it's told first person and he's saying well, let like, me tell you something i hold yeah. onto the sword like every night just in case i die in my sleep let me tell you something, dude. But I knew he was. This was going to happen from the first line of the movie. Why? Because has Finnan ever done a voiceover? <sighs> I knew it, dude. As soon as Finnan did the voiceover, I said, "Why is why is Finnan telling Uhtred's story right now?" And I just I just knew something was you know going to happen to uh, him. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too, but I was just but I was thinking. Then it would still be like maybe they'd show him actually be like super old when and die and then infinite but uh i don't know but yeah yeah so anyway though i like the in in the books too he's married again still some bad shit happens uh two of his kids are dead uh Mm -hmm. in the final Mm book uh which uh they're not in the movie and they don't really is... show anybody's kids. They don't show Finnan's kids. They don't show Citrix relationships. They don't show um, any other of Uhtred's kids besides um, Osbert. And they do show Edward's third son, Edmund. Um, he's got like a couple lines in the movie. He's he's sort of uh, he's like important to the to the plot, but he doesn't have a, like a huge presence in the movie. Other than that, like any other kids he might have had, he didn't have any relationship in this movie looked like he was starting to build one with Yadgifu, which was interesting. Yeah, I, I wish they would have got together and they would have just still had this sort of happy ending and shown yeah. Bevan Burr be all right. Maybe again, maybe show him like maybe they fast forward and show him dying later. Uh maybe like again they don't actually show him die, but they just show him being old and like getting there. But like they show that he's lived and he's been married and they show that his son is like actually taking over and doing more right and right. and they show that ethelstan is is now being a king and not killing all of his subjects and stuff but i think i and... think they say that and the, they do say that when they're zooming out on bebenburg yeah, they give those I lines wish, and, and the fact sh- that the fact that bebenburg is still there it's like vikings were still invading until the normans came and bebenburg is still there you know i think that was like that was cool and yeah. Ethelstan ruled another 15 years uh, yeah so like he that's a that's a fairly successful reign you know yeah but so I, I I guess just to elaborate on my 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 feelings with the ending was I was immediately mad that I thought they had just killed Uhtred outright in that battle right um they really make you think it too like they yeah. they like show the zoom out that you mentioned and then like they just like a couple other scenes not about Uhtred yeah and then and like they, you just what? I'm just like god damn <laughs> yeah and Big time. uh uh so like i was mad about that and then and then it's like oh he's alive but then the ambiguous ending with his life which again makes it seem like 
they're kind of hinting at he's he is going to die, but I think they wanted to leave it open. So I wouldn't get too so mad let's leave it open too much. People. Let's uh, just leave it open so Steve can be happy and we can all be yeah. Just pretend. Just pretend. <laughs> Please. So I, I wish, you know, I, I wish they kind of I kind of, you know, maybe it would have been cheesy and maybe it would have been repetitive. I kind of wish they would have just shown a happy ending with him and, and just yeah. and just wrapped it up there. But uh, you know, they left it ambiguous. Like and, like they did in season five. Yeah. Exactly. So, and but again though, I bet you the I bet you they had a talk about the ending. I bet you they said Let's not do the exact same thing we just did for season five, though. Yeah, you can't really do that, and I get yeah. that. I get that. I get that. Um, and, That'd and be a cop out. I, no, I they're that. they're filmmakers and they're and they they're they're artists and they're like we want to do something new and artsy. So they and it was and, freaking awesome. It was like so cool. even though, it, like I said, even the concept exactly of it was wanted, really cool and it was really well done. Was Although well done. I will say it could have been a little better. How? And there's a, some technicalities I want to discuss here real quick. And please, oh, please yes. So if we're wrong about this. Uh, some Valhalla us. technicalities, right? Valhalla, yes, yes. I, I, you know, and maybe there's exceptions to the rules, but I thought that Ragnar the Elder did not hold on to the sword before he died. Like, and I remember in that battle, he sticks it in the ground before he collapses and he wasn't holding on to it. Mm. And that was part of the reason Uhtred, you know, he was obviously upset that he died, but like, I think there was like the extra like devastation that, the sword was was not yeah. there so my guess is that you know at the 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 i don't know um <laughs> the foreign office of valhalla like at the <laughs> the embassy they just they're like looking through and they found a technicality that if you're on fire and you're trying to fight one against fucking 30 vikings <laughs> and you're on fire and <laughs> he had such a metal death that it's like all right he dropped that, it like 2 seconds I mean, before he died or maybe if, he died and then he dropped the sword. You know? Yeah, but there's that one like Valhalla represents like, but he didn't hold on to the sword though. Like, I'm sorry. Even know. though that's the most Valhalla death you'll ever see. <laughs> like he didn't hold no, but obviously he got in, um, which I'm happy about. Man, if they could have had Ragnar the younger there, that would have been so freaking perfect. And it would have validated briefly. It would have validated everything that happened in season three yes. where like we we think that he got there and maybe he was in the bathroom or something he could have been <laughs> <laughs> he comes back he's like i missed him <laughs> oh damn it did, but they you, never... did we just do the vision to utred and i wasn't no, no. here you guys said you were gonna wait i don't think they ever really look at him and like see him though no right? it didn't it didn't look like they acknowledged him really at all it looked like they they, they were, were celebrating and yeah. But yeah, if you remember Ragnar, the younger, the one who was like Uhtred's brother, um, got killed by uh, Ethel's... Ethelwald. Ethelwald. <laughs> and, and Ethelwald took his sword away. Ethelwald took the sword away. So he he, and then we were like, oh wait, he that's why he wasn't there. But then we were like, oh wait, the whole quest, and he killed Ethelwald with Tora's blood, was to get him to Valhalla. And, and the sun rays came down. Sun rays came down. So. I think I think he should have been there. I I wonder if it was just scheduling conflict because I think I'm he's a sure. Fan they must favorite. have asked him. They must have asked him. And I think there's um, so many times too when when we just put out a post or have that character in the thumbnail or something like more people watch that just because of they like that character or they like the way it looks. Um, so they must I just, have had him. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a it, that was either a missed opportunity or there was probably just some scheduling thing. 
because yeah. that guy is definitely in Valhalla. The Ragnar one felt so That's what hit me. That was what hit me. And Klappa. Uh, and just Klappa there. Uh, oh, yeah, that was amazing, too. So he awesome. came back. I would have also liked Rune Attempt. I'd love Abba to be there because he yes. definitely should have been in Valhalla. Cause I he, feel like he, he would have done it, too. And and the cool thing about Valhalla is that um, if you were enemies in real life in Valhalla, it's like it doesn't matter anymore. Everybody is just feasting. They do battle, I think, but like it doesn't matter who your enemies were. That's why like, Heston's there. Yeah, they, um, they... even though he was sometimes an enemy, sometimes a friend. Um, Brito was obviously sometimes an enemy. I think it would have been cool to to just have even the bad Vikings that were like, man, what if they have like like uh scorpa there too i'm not yeah. sure did, did I think he scorpa, have a sword he at the very least had a spear in his belly so another yeah. technicality heston was there yes who was not actually holding on to a sword we have watched this back when we talked to uh yepa he he said that he was holding on to sword at least in what they show in the show he's not holding on to the sword when he dies but he does have a sword in him He's holding on to it with his small intestine. He's holding he's holding on to it is what's left over of his rectus abdominis and his his intestinal tract. Yes. Um so technicality? Technicality. Again. Technicality? There's At just least... that one like guy, like that nerdy Valhalla guy that's just like going through the rules. It's like, but 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 look, it says right here. Odin, he come be. on. If we let this guy in <laughs> we gotta let everyone then in. Then what are we gonna say to Canute? You know, he you know, like yeah, like Canute wasn't there, which like I don't think Canute should be in Valhalla. Well, I don't think like, Canute was holding onto a weapon, and I don't think he had a weapon in him when he died. Exactly. Um, so, boom, there we go. That's I think um, that's a clear no Valhalla right. for him. Um, and then Blood Hair. I wish I loved that when they were talking about Blood Hair and yeah, they like nodded that. all these guys like when they're reminiscing like, about the great battles they've had and yeah. the enemies they used to have. And Blood Hair, I'm pretty sure did not have his axe well, he got killed by heston oh no, skate actually skate poisoned him yeah i can't remember but poison him and then yeah. but rude attempt who played abba my probably Definitely one of my there. favorite characters if not my favorite character from the last kingdom um was holding on to his axe who should made sure of that and should have been there and i feel like runa would have done it too Oh, I, um, yeah, unless he's got something. Maybe he's busy with something. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe he got something else, but I would have loved maybe to they see asked him. Him, But that would have been great to see him. I'm trying to think of others that would have been Sig Trigger. Yeah, Sig Trigger. Yes. Yes. Not? Wow, damn. Not? That's, how did that? He had a definite uh, Valhalla death. He held onto the sword the entire time. He was fucking... just in an awesome battle. Got killed by Uhtred. He had a burial. Like they ensured that he was going to Valhalla. Like they made damn sure he was going. Um, again, maybe a scheduling conflict. They just Must couldn't do it. Scheduling thing. But nonetheless, still really awesome. Good. And it was cool. Um, it was really cool and unexpected. I think having not from the book either. And no. I thought it was good and fit and cool. So I appreciate the the artisticness of it. I appreciate they did do something new compared to how they ended the, the regular season. It was cool and unexpected, cool fan service, cool to the Dane culture, which we love seeing the Dane culture in the show um, and how it's been done so far. And I thought it fit and it was cool and it still fits in the guidelines of mm -hmm. the realism versus uh, supernatural side of the show. Totally, totally. 
but I just, I, I just love that happy ending so goddamn much for season five that it's kind of like, I wish they didn't touch it. I wish they didn't touch it at all. Like, yeah. like you said, I did like most of the movie, and it, it was really just that I had that feeling of they're they're going against the book here now, <laughs> now well, where they've yeah. and they, and again they've done that in the past, but to me, the ending of the book like you can't go against that like you cannot just know, definitively say like you couldn't just definitively go Uhtred is dead because um, that does not happen in the books and I'm glad they didn't do that but I was mad that I thought they were going to do that <laughs> totally totally yeah well Let like me I tell said you- I really I really like though how they zoomed out in the real castle instead of the wooden Bebember because to me that tied in like us to yeah. the show that's today mm-hmm. like that's what it looks like now it and that, into... I, I felt for me at least i felt more connected to the to the movie and shows after seeing that like it's all come to to now where the castle still stands yeah that's you crazy. know even though it wasn't the Bember castle then still stands man but yeah Bember Bember still castle stands. There. so that was cool that was a great idea it was a great idea it was awesome Let's yeah. talk about the rest of the movie, though. The general plot of it is that uh, they get a prophecy, seven kings must die, and they show these seven kings, and Ethelstan ends up eventually becoming one of those kings. Uh, a, a guy named Engelmunder is basically seducing and manipulating yeah, and Ethelstan. So- I was really confused at the beginning as to I was like, wow, how is Ethelstan? And I didn't, I hadn't read the book, so I didn't know this, and I didn't know this from history because apparently this is a bit of history, uh, speculative. Hmm. That I was like, how is Ethelstan being so easily manipulated to to sort of be not treating Father purely well, to sort of like be second guessing Uhtred a little bit? Like, who, how, why is he listening to this guy so much? And then it all makes sense when there is the scene. Where he is actually sort of in a, he's dick whipped. <laughs> he's dick whipped. He's dick whipped. <laughs> he is actually, in, yeah, he's in love with with this guy. Um, I didn't know that about Ethelstan, and in history, apparently, it's speculated that he was because um, apparently he was well groomed. He was like it was commented how how good care of himself he took, and I don't think he never had his own heir, right? Yeah. So there. I would say in recent year, in recent years, there has been a lot of stuff in movies to try and invoke social change. And sometimes I think it's good for the art and sometimes I think it's forced. And I think a lot of people who like the show and don't know the books might be thinking that this is something that is being influenced by the outside world to be pushed into this movie as an agenda. And I'll let you know... That the book written by Bernard Cornwell, who does copious amounts of research, so much research, and that he got to write in the book that research is the battle of the final battle that happens in this movie, which is a real battle, which is where how they, uh, how they, when they consider England officially happens, uh, that the country of England finally is united and formed. Uh, Bernard Cornwell, the author of the books that this, the, the show and the movie is based off of, uh, did so much research. That he uncovered uh, information about the battle that the historians used his knowledge 
like yes. in their book and had him write a foreword to the book. He, in his book, describes Ethelstan as, yeah, well-groomed, really gaudy. I, I think they should have done more of that in this. I think they should have shown Ethelstan kind of looked like a tough... He's got a normal dude it's tough but he's got a pretty face like he's got like um... but like they, they describe like his hair is always well groomed and i think they said he has like feathers in his his crown and well he didn't do like the, the costuming didn't look so flamboyant or anything yeah i mean he, i don't or... think he was like over the top flamboyant like, no but like but elton look... john but i think no. like back then for them well, yeah but for that time he looked like elton john to someone covered in pig shit you know like <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say he looked like that uh, in this, but I do think he took care of himself. I thought his hair was always look good. I thought he yeah. he's got like a um, he ain't got shit all over him. He ain't got shit and... all over like the rest of us. <laughs> so so anyway, so that though cool. that is not only is that from the book that this movie's based off of, but it's also uh, it seems very likely from history because there was mm -hmm. a lot of rumors that he was fucking his advisor, and he and never made... had any heirs. And they explain so... that in this movie that Uhtred made him swear a vow but yeah they think in reality he just didn't have heirs because he was he was putting his sword in in uh you know not the 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 sheath that makes babies you know so <laughs> so what's cool too is that they sort of talk about how the throne is going to be passed to, to edmund that's cool because edmund is also getting the utrid influence from osbert mm-hmm who's kind of training him and they kind of earlier in the movie Adgifu kind of comments about how like um not in these words but how Edmund's now coming out of his shell like wow he's never looked this happy like and so you know that like he's going to become more kingly probably through the training of like Osbert and the influence of 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 Bebenbur basically mm -hmm. um which is cool to me but, but what I was going to say about Ethelstan, and I was really confused. It's like, why is he acting like this at the beginning? We all know that love makes people do irrational things. And it just made so much sense when that scene revealed their relationship, like how difficult it was for Ethelstan to go against him because he's in love. And that's a very strong emotion. That is one of the strongest emotions there can be that would alter your decision making, even even if logically sometimes you know Uhtred's right. And I think Harry Gilby masterfully, masterfully gave us those hints of like, he has that deep love for Uhtred as like a father figure. Mm. And even though he's going against Uhtred in a lot of scenarios in this movie, you see the pain that it, it has for him yeah. to sort of banish him. Or like, there's the one scene, dude, mm that he held the sword up to his throat and in the theater i was not totally sure what he was going to do i yeah. was thinking to myself finnan did the intro thing yeah I, like, I was i was thinking they might kill him and they might switch to other people taking over the rest of this movie then like maybe like it would be the craziest thing to happen in a movie like ever yeah but like maybe I'm they and <laughs> i'm glad they didn't but i think it just um, I just can't I can't speak enough to how well Harry played that because you really felt both sides of his emotions. You could you could kind of feel why he he would do that because of the love he feels for this guy. But also. You know, you can see that it pains him. So I, I thought it was well done. And um, it, it was, it was a huge was bit of context to the movie that really made the movie interesting. Um, yeah. 
every scene he was in i thought he was really good um i think we got to give props to that one scene where utrid comes back and ethelstan is like about to he's, he actually takes his banishment away mm-hmm. and he asks for utrid's oath and utrid's like well i will swear to you that your boyfriend is a traitor <laughs> 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 and the the denial of ethelstan is so strong mm-hmm. and utrid's just like why would i lie to you yeah why would i, I, I really like how like i you i think of utrid you as was son. in that scene um like oh just, yeah, like, Draymond killed. Like he, like he, you could tell. Like he knows why Ethelstan isn't believing him, but he's also like, like just tired and just wants him to accept what he's saying, you know. And he's just being as rational as he's like, here, like I saw the guy, you know, sneak behind me. He thought I didn't see him, but I definitely did. And right. like, like every everyone there knew about you and him. Why is Ethelstan so stupid that he thinks he can? be in a room alone with Uhtred and like Uhtred just like quickly like got him just in a quickly, like ducks under him and puts him in a chokehold <laughs> man great that scene. scene it was it it was a great scene I'll say also too uh this the scene at the end I did I liked it but I at the time I was like get get this fucking scene out of my way I want to know what Uhtred is doing if he's alive or not but uh at, but the scene itself, I still appreciate it. Like, was pretty good between him and Ingelmonder after the battle. Ethelstan mm-hmm. gets Ingelmonder uh, away, and, and they talk about, and it turns out Ingelmonder was who is manipulating Ethelstan with religion, Christianity, um, and love, and, and love, lust, and love. And Dick um, <laughs> was was we we find out he's still Dane. He's try, still trying to go to Valhalla. And he's like, well, my gods are better than your gods. And he's like, and then Ethelstan's like, well, why is it you're about the one who's about to die? And just like the way he said that, I mean, the line was awesome, but the way he said it and how like the delivery was perfect. It was delivery was perfect. It was good. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I like that. They hit, Um, they hit the jackpot with Harry Gilby in this role, um, season five and the movie. The, the, like you, I think they just lucked out getting someone who was able to bring that those complexities. I mean, to he's it. been good in other movies before, so I think they knew they were getting a really good actor in him. But yeah. man, like to play a role like that, and I, I'm, I'm guessing when they casted him for season five, they weren't sure they were going to do a movie. It just just props to the casting team again, uh, really yeah. awesome. So yeah, so Engelmonder to me, Laurie Davidson who played him was the the most interesting new character in the movie um there there's always like a new bad guy that that's interesting and i thought he was not one of those ones where like like ubba where you actually kind of like the bad guy mm-hmm. even though he was the bad guy you definitely did not like him i uh, thought he was a piece of weasel shit the whole time oh yeah but he played the role very well and yeah. You could see how he was so manipulative of people. He manipulated Athelstan the whole movie. He manipulated the um, the freaking maid. Uh, maid the the. Oh man! If it wasn't for her, this movie would have been over in an hour. Whatever the opposite of an MVP is, that's what the maid is. The maid was, yeah. The yeah. Whatever the opposite of that is, the 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 weak link in the chain or whatever, that's like her. goes down and just gets dick whipped by him too like what's he just going around dick whipping everybody you know and <laughs> but yeah. i gotta say the boys it's like 
there's three of you. All three of you are going to go into the cave at the same time. Like, I mean, they have been invincible so far, right? Like, they're just like, we I can know. go anywhere. And and they kind of thought it was like all of their people. Yeah. Like, it was just their land, their people. And yeah. But let's talk about Ingelmonder a little bit because I yeah. think um, I think he deserves a lot of props for this role. So, yeah, um, he he is sort of the, the catalyst pot. for stirring the pot in this. He is working for uh, the new Dane Onloff that comes to shore for this, which we don't we don't know that yet. But we we do. Utra's like, so that's a Dane name, right? And he's I like also... how when he says what he is, it's like the opposite of Utra. He's like, I was born a Dane, <laughs> raised by Saxons, raised by Saxons under Alfred the Great or something, and <laughs> yeah. um, anti Utra, anti Utra, but not Reverse. really because he actually serves the Danes. Yeah, find out. So but he was raised by Saxons, so he he knows they like all the piety and stuff, and he is some sort of very orthodox christianity very strict religious sect i forget what what they called it in this it felt a little more culty than even what we'd seen in the show so far where it's very strict and pious Mm -hmm. it felt like there was like other weird cult uh things to it i'm not saying christianity i'm just saying whatever they were doing just felt like its own weird sect um and he's manipulating him with religion while, meanwhile, working for Anlof the Dane, who is trying to get uh, basically Uhtred, who has Bamber, which I feel like they could have done a better job explaining that too, which they explained very well in the books. Bamber is like the gateway between the rest of England and Scotland. If they can take that, they can take Scotland because then they have this impenetrable fortress. Season five, they em- emphasize that. Yeah. In season five, yeah. And so that's why, like, and in the books, like all the kings are trying to like get Uhtred on their side, and then mm-hmm. uh, Ethelstan's trying to get him on his side, but Ethelstan's doing dumb things that turns him off. But then, then he knows he can't go with the other people. So it's, it was definitely a, a lot more of a political book for most of it. That's what's going on though. Anlaf is stirring the pot. He's getting the other Dane leaders, and he's getting Constantine of Scotland um, to team up from Ethelstan behaving recklessly, um, doing these dumb things that Engelbond is telling him to do, that's going to alienate Uhtred and right. unite all these other kingdoms against what. him. Anlaf's and a smart dude. Smart guy. Smart guy. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's, he's like you said during the movie, he's the Darth Sidious for Star Wars fans. He's, like, he's got agents on public. both sides, just like turning them against each other. He even talks about it openly, like <laughs> in a scene that reveals Engelmonder. He's like, yeah, they'll just fight each other. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be great. And yeah, that's basically what he did. Um, I would say, and though, he's smart. Like he, it like any bad guy who recognizes the potential of Uhtred and like knows he needs to like, <laughs> just take Uhtred out is very smart. I thought the guy who who played Onloff that Dane Pekka Strang, yeah, uh, I thought he did a good job. I thought so I, too. I, I just so too. I just he wasn't unique, cool Dane enough for me to be like, man, I love that Dane. He's up there with like Canute and Ragnar and and Abba um, or Citrigger. No, but he was good. I thought Heston. he was good. I thought he was good though. But yeah, he, he was. was um, if you if you saw this movie and you you want to feel more of that Dane Viking stuff, watch the show, man. You, you gotta watch it. I wish we would have seen more Constantine, more Constantine. Yeah, just that's that was a disappointment for me in the movie. Off the chain, um, we we saw some cool pictures of Rod Holland as Constantine in the mud, covered in blood in the mm-hmm. battle. 
but didn't I, have a ton of lines didn't I, have a ton of battle beats yeah i don't remember him being like any standout moves from him or anything which was disappointing because in season five he was our, one of our favorite new characters yeah. he had our best battle moment yeah um i was hoping I, to see another i just wanted more of him because he was like he's like one of our new favorite characters in season five and so and like he was good in the scenes he was in he was still constantine he was disheveled and mm. i think and maybe that's from like the shame of losing the battle um or something like that but like he was know. still king in scotland and rod hallett kills it again i just I wish, wish he was in it more and i wish he had more scenes and more battle beats that's what um, I, mean. I think another 30 minutes to this movie that i bet you they had maybe some more scenes with him talking with utred and i i guarantee you they have tons more of that battle that they didn't put in just to they just must. to oh, I keep bet. it streamlined yeah. I, yeah i guarantee you they had tons of battle stuff they cut i out. know i know um but, and they always um, do but i i you could have left it in guys yeah but he this. looked good. He looked good as king still. He like I said, he looked disheveled. He looked a little bit like he was like the guy in season five. Yeah. He was like so self-confident. He was the dude. And this one he's he was his posture was a little bit more slumped. I mean, they were in a tough position because like Scotland had to kind of choose, like, well, the Saxons who have like the same religion as us are burning our villages. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to join the Danes, but like what choice do I have right now? Yeah, and he wanted to be his own country too. He didn't want to be part of England. He wanted to be king. Right. He didn't want to be subject to anyone else. Yeah, and so that's why, like the whole movie, they kept asking, like, "Are we ready to like do a new treaty now with Ethelstan?" Like that. So anyway, yeah, there's there's this chaos going on. Uh, I would say, man, one of the biggest twists too early on before uh, Ethelstan is king is when he's going to. Was that Mercia or was that Winchester first? When he kills Elford. uh Elford, that was that was Mercia. They went Mercia. to Mercia, yeah, because okay. he he had basically taken over Aylesburg. They say Aylesburg was neglected by Edward for years, uh, so it kind of looked crappy. So did Effowich later, by the way. It just looked I know. Why disheveled. Trying to shit on my boy Edward, you know. And they they mentioned. Um, I remember when we were at the event and we weren't sure if um, Mickey Stolt was in the movie or not. Um, we found out that he probably wasn't in the movie. When we were at the event, um, they just kind of mentioned Rungvolder had died, which would leave Effowich open, um, and it, it looked disheveled. But anyway, that crazy scene where we we see Ethelstan do the first sort of rash thing was at Aylesburg with um, Elfward, played by Ewan Horrocks. Um, Damn, that that caught me off guard. I, I thought he's going to accept him as a brother, give him a bro hug, and this is how he gets crowned, and then the drama is going to start after that. But he was no, he just walks... His brother's like holding out like for a bro hug and just stabs him and and just yeah. to, to goes about pillaging the town. Um and, and like Utra and everyone's like, what the hell? And it's so crazy. And like you remember like that scene at the end of season five when it's Ethelhelm, Aylford, and um, Ethelstan in that room. Yeah. And sort of brother to brother, Ethelstan's trying to reveal to Aylford, like this is what who your grandfather really is yeah um and you know it seems like they've probably had a good enough relationship with each other mm -hmm. that he didn't think he was gonna kill him yeah like damn i didn't expect that i kind of like when the way he charged up i was like oh here we go i was like oh no i thought he was and, gonna just like give a hug and then just like immediately proceed to be like in charge of everything is what i thought was or like make him do something like petty like get down on your knees and swear <laughs> to me yeah 
something like that, but not yeah. like it was it was a pretty shocking moment. Um, but also when you see Aylford throws his swords down, his sword and his dagger, you see Ethelstan only throws his sword down and you can see his dagger still in his belt. Mm. I'm like, if I'm Aylford, I'm 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 checking him on that. Hey. I'm like, but as he comes up, hey, 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 stop. That I wasn't was expecting that from his brother. And then Ethelstan. Serpent Breath gets st- stolen. Oh, um, dude. Richard gets jumped. And, and that, was that the worst part of the movie or what? That was one of the worst parts. I was I was a little bit like, now if they get rid of Serpent Breath here, like okay. I'm I'm gonna throw another fit. <laughs> okay, so there's a there's a few things to talk about for this. First of all, when the sword gets taken from him. I was saying to you when we watched, I was like, dude, this is the worst part of the movie. This is the worst. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's worse than anybody no! dying. It's like, no! I know. And it's just stolen by like a couple of punks that were like trying to mess with him earlier. And he and like, like showed like, him who's he, boss. He easily so just so like, like locks one. You that know, that was cool. He's like, shh. He's like, shh. That was badass. Mm-hmm. But they freaking take it. They ambushed him. And I, you just feel like this emptiness, like somewhere in you, like mm-hmm. until. Yeah, he gets it back later. Yeah, you know, it's just like this is how is he himself without this sword? That's a character from season one, exactly, dude. <laughs> um, and dude, I thought when he gets it back, I wanted it to be different than the, what it was. It was actually really well done the way he said. And by exchanging it, I mean I'm going to take it, and you're going to take this one. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, but I also kind of wish it maybe have been too cheesy. But the guy's like, I bought it for five coin in this place, and I wanted Uchra to be like, it's worth ten, and given. <laughs> or yeah. like when it was first made, we we love that scene when he was with was, the blacksmith. Uh, He's like, it's worth, it's worth fifteen, you know. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever the, the number was from season one. Yeah, he goes five higher or whatever. And like the guy gets like more money than he paid for it or something, you know. But yeah. then the other thing I kind of wish is that like he found the guy who took his sword and murdered him. Yeah. I with the sword hoping, i was kind of <laughs> i was kind of hoping he would find that guy during the battle and and get his sword let me tell you something that happens in the book that's amazing with the sword utred uh throws serpent breath to ethelstan to kill uh i forget if it's onlaf or Inglemonder, mm. but it's it's the battle sort of uh, Ethelstan becomes sort of the hero of the battle. Like he's the one, like doing great in the shield wall, and like has this one on one fight with, I think it, maybe Onlaf is the one who's just a wrecking ball in the battle in the book. Ethelstan squares off with him, almost gets killed. Uhtred throws in Serpent Breath mm. to the fight when he loses his sword, oh. and and then he kills him, and that's like how the battle ends, and. Um, like I think it was a fight in the square. They could have done that. They should have done. They could have done yeah. that. They should have done that, right? Uh, like, even they could have still had him fight with Ingelmonder and get Ingelmonder afterwards. But they should have had him kill Onlaf with that dude, sword, man. That'd have been sick. That was like kind of like the scene in the tracking shot where Edward hands the cup to Ethelstan. Like mm-hmm. that to me in the book. That's when I was like. That's like Uhtred saying, like version. the king, the kingdom is for you now. Like you're you're yeah. you're a warrior king. Like I'm an old man. We don't need me anymore. This is you. And he gives them the sword back. But uh I was yeah. like, oh, I was I was hoping that was gonna happen uh with Ingelmonder because like they're showing Utred uh, like get cool. stabbed and fall to his knees, 
and they're showing like um, him fighting, just scrapping with Ingleman. I'm like, he's gonna throw the sword, and he's gonna kill him with it. Uh, but he didn't. I don't he's know. Like, no, I don't take know how, him away. I don't know how Ingleman even stood with Ethelstan. Like Ethelstan is such a freaking good fighter. I'm gonna say and he's like distracted and emotional. Yeah, it was just emotional. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, because yeah, same thing. Ethel, like, Ethelstan was so badass in season five, mm. and then this whole movie. Part of what I hated Ingleman for was like in every other battle or whatever he was in. He was like having other people be like his his henchmen hold down the bad guy, even if it was like someone without a weapon. And he was like a peasant. Him. Yeah, he was, was someone like... surrendering, mm-hmm. um, and he'd stab them. And so, like, it gave me the impression that oh, he's not actually a good fighter. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's another line in the movie too that's like, well, you're not that able with like a sword, but but yeah, Ethelstan he did win. I mean, like the guy was on top of him. And Ethelstan did a quick jujitsu move to he did a sweep. Get on, yeah, he did a sweep to get on top and win the fight. So Ethelstan was never going to lose that fight, I think. Yeah, I think it was just emotional at first, and then yeah, then after sort of he like, was like fighting someone you don't really want to kill. Yeah, yeah. And Engelmonder obviously, I guess, didn't feel any attachment towards him. You know, was just manipulating him. Which man, that was rough. To he's like, was anything real? And he's just like, yeah chose my people over you like yeah yeah man it was um and i'll say i'll tell you the when harry ethelstan screams when he sees him that was gnarly dude mm, yeah that was in the battle mm-hmm. I, I, that got me pumped that got yeah. me pumped eventually ethelstan's crowned um we do see him do the horizontal tango with about to uh, do it about, about to do it. well you know what so Remember how when we watch Vikings, they like there's because it was a cable show originally. Anytime they had a sex scene, they pulled the pants down just enough, just enough, just, just enough. enough, and and they would start <laughs> that's having. What they did, yeah. That's what they did, but they were facing each other. They both have penises, and it looked like they had like inserted somehow. So, no, no. I was like, I was like, what? just happened i was like i was like there's nothing in the front and they were like ah ah and i was like what are you in what just are you rubbing dude they're just rubbing just rubbing they just be rubbing okay well sorry if i sounded ignorant they're just there sharpening blades. everyone out there just sharp just scraping swords that's, that's it that's the, it the, the you know that was their arc in the movie that was foreshadowing when they first were battling swords we know that later that they would be like uh more dramatically fighting with swords i was actually reading something that back in that time period where like it wasn't like today where it's like like they didn't care as much back then whether you're this or that like if you're attracted to someone so like sexual orientation i think yeah fucking anyone um i think but it wasn't as big of a deal to them as like it is now like where there's like, I guess there's more category. I don't think there were like categories for it back. No, they then. were just like, just like having having sex. Yeah. yeah, I think the proper thing to do was to have a wife make, and have kids. Children. Yeah, especially if you're um, a king, you're supposed to make an heir. That's what you want to do. So that's and why so, it was probably. But yeah, but like, obviously you, in the movie, you know, he still like, looks at it as a sin. Greek and... society, they were like fucking little boys all the time, and then Ew. I think I think the Danes. I think the Danes, who were more liberal, I think probably fuck dudes all the time. Yeah. It, was, it was probably just more of how Christianity formed yeah. um, 
and the sort of piety and strictness with well, sexual stuff, I think is what kind of helped shape that. Yeah. And Ethelstan feels really guilty for what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> when Ingelmander's basically like, oh, well, it, it'll be okay if we just go kill Danes. Yeah, Ethelstan's like, <laughs> like, just like, just had gay sex. And he's just like, oh, no, like, what do we do? And he's like, we should invade some pagans. And, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and he was like, "You think that'll do it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he like gets out a whole map. He's like, "Here, and we if we go here, then we can fuck on Tuesday. And if we go and if we go yes. over here to to Shetland, then we can fuck on Thursday." Yeah. And then... <laughs> they cut that scene out, but we know it was there. And that's what like that's that was the energy I was getting when he like laid out the map and he was like all happy and energetic. It was like, yeah. "Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "You think God will like this?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, that was a crazy scene too. It's like some sort of like way they were planning using God's will, where He like moved the piece on what looked sort of like a weird board, like a weird chessboard thing. And I might, I wonder if that's like one of the games that Ethelwald talked about earlier. Uh, Remember, like they used the pieces of a game to like talk about how they were going to infiltrate the camp, <laughs> Eric and, and Siegfried's camp, and it went to like a a passage from the Bible, right? Like, and then it was then so he reads them the quote after the move and then he tells them what that means exactly so it's like it's like we always we always talk about this the spiritual interpretations of danes and saxons in in the in the show and it's always it's always a fun commentary for us i think and it's funny when utred then is hearing about all the crazy shit ethelstan is doing he runs into king how who from the welsh Mm -hmm. um and he hears that he's being subjugated. He hears that he's expecting donation, uh, uh, sub- subjugation from the Scots and all these things. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And so he, he's going over to Ethelstan's tent and he, see, he sees the two of them like clearly like talking very like, close, to each, close to each other <laughs> in, in, in the main flap of the tent. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, and then he, then he goes in. And he's like, can we talk alone? And and he's like, Ethelstan, I don't care who you hump. And he's like, who who told you? Who told you? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, dude, you're in front of the flap. You're in front of the flap. <laughs> this on a windy away. day. On a windy day. <laughs> you got to make sure it's not a windy day. You got to make sure that wind's down before you 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 do that in the flap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do it in the flap. But that scene was so funny. Uh, it was funny. Um, cause I just love that they say hump in, in the show. Uh, like yeah. since like season one, they, they say oh, hump, we should, it's our destiny to hump tonight Yeah, and things like, it's always just funny to me. And then, uh, but he said like, Uchi's just like, I don't care who you hump, Ethelstan. And then Ethel's like, ugh, ugh, like, yeah, so he's, uncomfortable. But, but he's being genuine. Him. He's like, really? I, I don't care. Yeah. I just care about you. Yeah. So Uchard's a cool dad. Yeah, real cool Uchard dad. Uchard is a cool, understanding, like, be who Very progressive be. dad. <laughs> progressive dad, which is awesome. But but he's really, he's like, I just care about you. And, and Uchard knows at this point he's being manipulated. Yeah. Uchard ain't no dummy. Yeah, he, he knows no he's dumb. dick-whipped. He's like, and he, Uchard's seen seen... he's like, oh, he's dick-whipped. Okay. All right. See, Alfred never let himself get, get whipped. Mm-mm. 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 Edward... Edward did a little bit by uh, uh, Ethelhelm. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, all the kings, man. 
they seem really good when they're growing up and then they then they get to being king and they get dick whipped you know it's just what happens oh uh, you want to know another thing i'm not crazy happy about what because uhtred was a big part of edward's life and i know they weren't always on good terms but they ended on bad terms when edward died and uhtred yeah. makes a comment it's like oh i was really hoping to reconcile with him yeah um because they obviously ended on bad terms at the end of season five mm. and yeah. um nice i was seen that or like had a moment or just where edward's dying and uhtred shows up right and then he, and he's like protect remember your oath that had been cool Uhtred, protect ethelstan and then that have been a cool way to start and that sort movie. of hammers home the point of why he's protect and and for people yeah. i'm i'm willing to bet um because right now this movie i think was number one trending i'm willing to bet there are people who have not seen the show and are watching this movie now um, and I think that that could have been something that helped hammer home Uhtred's motivations for being attached to Ethelstan. Just being like, oh, this yeah. this guy that's dying was clearly his friend. Right. And he's asking him to watch out for his son. Like, even though they may have been estranged. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't matter now because he's dying. And now it's even more important because yes. he was estranged and he's dying. And it's like yeah. he wants to record. You know, it just maybe there was a, a quick scene. Not Like, again, yeah. another half an hour to this movie. And I don't know like where the time limit was, like if they had like it has to be an hour and fifty one minutes, like or whatever it was. I I I don't maybe that's the case. Yeah, but I know Netflix likes things to be like the regular episodes to be like right under an hour. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have like a fairly hard. We want it two hours. Yeah, to make sure that this is viewed by as many people as possible. Um, that's probably where that came from. And I just would have liked to see Timothy Innes. Um. Again, he yeah. played such a good King Well, Edward. you saw him um, like 10 days ago. I know, at the premiere. And that made me think <laughs> he was in the movie. Uh, he... He's in the cast. Didn't you say he was in the cast? Listed on, the cast on Google. Somewhere? On Google. Oh, okay. But um, maybe he was in the box. And got cut. He, he was in the box. <laughs> he, he might have honestly been in the box. Did you ask him? Did you ask him? I should have asked him. I should have asked him. We'll, we'll ask someone. Again, that was a good scene between two of them because you can, it was just really good. Like you could see the worry in Ethelstan while also still trying to be like uh, sure of himself and then also like worried about who did what. And and like immediately he's like, did Outhelm tell you this? Who told you this? Outhelm, who who was it? And then, yeah. and then later when Outhelm goes to Uhtred's tent, again, Outhelm, always sneaking up on people to give them information you like he's gonna kill them days. yeah you know but he's always the... remember remember with uh uh, uh ethel fled Eth- ethel fled yeah he's he like he's into... like he's like he like goes all the time like he's like Shh, i have something to tell you <laughs> i'm your friend now i know what if that's the way he went Shh. What if that's the way he died? Like Uhtred looks like immediately reflexively stabbed him when he came in the tent. <laughs> God, and just threw the tent like, oh, flap. Fuck, fuck, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that ultimately is because that stupid spy girl who is, I think, the daughter of um Anlaf. On on I think um, her name was Astrid, the character's name. Yeah, Astrid, yes, you're correct. She saw that conversation, and then ultimately that end leads to one of the more sad scenes of the Damn. movie, which again, I couldn't believe this happened either. I mean, season five, Last Kingdom, which is wiping out characters. Outhelm's death, man, that hit me. That, that was, hit me. Because uh, his character originally was true to the books, and he was a dick, and he was working with uh, 
king of uh, the king of Mercia, mm-hmm. Ethel Red. That's it, Ethel yes, Red. There you go. Here we go, getting our Ethels back. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that too. The fourth wall breaking in this, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah, he was always uh, kind of a dick, and then at some point he realizes Ethel Red is not serving Mercia anymore, so he turns around and starts helping Ethel Fled. <laughs> And then he becomes loyal to Ethel Fled, and then eventually loyal to Edward, and then he starts serving Iagafu. But anyway, just he's always been like a cool character, just being like super loyal and like keeping his like emotions in check. And yeah, so his how he played his death, James Northcote, I thought was so cool and like totally. He he like he didn't whack away the guy's hand when he was he was just kind of like he's like, and he just he just accepted it. He's like, I should have died in season three at the end of season three. (laughs) But for real, in in the books, he he continues to be a dick and he uh, like tries to kill Uhtred at some point. Um, And I think he just got done like beating a woman or something. And Uhtred just like brutally murders him. And And it's cool because the show does that. (laughs) Like they recognize that they did the same thing with Harry McIntyre. He was not like really supposed to be in season two as far as where the books go. Mm-hmm. And they like he was so good in season one that they're just like let's, let's keep, keep him in this show yeah and let's make him likable um and then we'll make him unlikable again later mm-hmm. James Northcote I think probably the same thing he was so good yeah and the guy they had to keep him <clears throat> yeah you know yeah um, but now now he's gone and he he did not totally die in vain like I said because the message he got out allowed Uhtred to get to Bebenburr before Inglemunder. Yeah, but then... But it didn't matter because the freaking maid. <laughs> exactly, the goddamn maid. But uh, yeah, it was... I was Man, it was a good death scene, but it was, it was kind of tough. It was, again, I think if I hadn't met Harry and liked Harry and talked with Harry, I probably would hate Ethelstan a lot because, he, he again, there's complexity and you can see him being good with Uhtred, but he kills Outhound, man. Just because he's like, <laughs> you can't hate Harry, <laughs> but you know I can, and <laughs> I'm I don't, but I'm just saying I might have, you know. But that's why I'm so glad that Ethelstan like recognized his, what he did wrong, and he he redeemed. He had redemption at the end. Let's say that. Yeah. But he also think that Eldhelm knew he was gay, and he couldn't have that. He's like, I um, ain't Christian. <laughs> That was a tough scene. And the fact that he like showed up to it too. And mm. again, Harry Gilby, not like sort of ruthless and like, now you're going to die. Sort of like, sort of sorry that he has to do it, that he feels he has to do it. Yeah. He had the you time thing. He's like, he, you like, turn your back on me and I'm going to on you. And he's just like, oh my God. Walks away by hanging. Have we, have we had a good hanging in the last kingdom? They hang, they hung him upside down. I don't think we have. I don't yeah. think we've had a good hanging. <laughs> and then, and then to freaking show him the body. Mm. Oh, that was tough. That was that was mean. It was satisfying when they they know that Engelmunder's there Engel, too. Engelmunder's there to. And I to... love how they use Iadgifu as like the one to sort of tell him off before yeah. he realizes it. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're no, they know it, and then they're like, it's already too late. They yeah. should have killed him right there, you know. Yeah, but yeah, you know they wanted to keep learn. him as hostage and and talk with 
uh, Ethel Stan. All right. I keep tripping over these Ethels because we have so many now. We have five seasons <laughs> worth of Ethels and Athels. Let's talk about the show recognized it too. Yes, and uh, they recognize several things. Let's talk about this. some of the yeah. fourth wall breaking, which I thought was funny. And and, some and, cool and it's not moments. really fourth wall breaking. It's not like they looked at the audience and said the, it, it all made sense in the show that it wasn't like super tacky, that yeah. it was funny. It was good and clever and funny. It didn't feel like MCU humor to me. No. Like the like the recent movies that MCU has put out. Right. Um, that are just like over the top, ridiculous. Everyone's trying to be like Deadpool times Thor Ragnarok times right, right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but anyway, though, it didn't feel like that. Um, it, but it, it, it was, it was funny because they, they go up to this one guy. They don't know him, but they're like, oh, great. You know, like we fought it with Wound Helmet, the Battle of. But they, they said we felt with, um, we serve Wilbur. Um, Elf, um, ah, sorry, all the names are similar. Uh, yeah, because they were trying to get info out of them, and yeah. and he was yeah. like, you know, all those Saxon names, how they sound the same. Yeah, and uh, which is and it was like, it's like, yes, that's yeah. like our main job on this channel is to help clarify who's who. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and um, that was a cool little moment too, because it was like Eth- of um Citric and Finnan like working together to. Make- like get info out of some random guy mm-hmm. and it worked perfectly we we always have utrid order citric to go somewhere get info and come back and he usually overhears stuff maybe we'll hear him we'll see him overhear stuff but we don't actually always see him like get the info out of someone so it's kind of cool to actually see them like use some like trickery to and and yeah. their charm to to get get some stuff out of someone because that's what they are right they're they're like these guys that just have all these streetwise, but they're also epic battle heroes. And yeah, that was a fun scene. A- another time they sort of broke the fourth wall was after Uhtred's sword was taken. Finnan gives him another sword that has an ember in the hilt. Nowhere near as cool, though. No. And he starts giving out names. One of them was uh, what, what ball cutter or ball taker, manslayer, manslayer. Uh, and then he said, Uhtred, sort of Uhtred. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's like what, like, if like someone's referencing the show, they'll be like, I'm telling them about The Last Kingdom. They'll like, look, he's like, wait, is that the one with Uhtred, son of Uhtred? <laughs> yeah. If, if they're more casual watchers and they've only seen like a season or so or like a few episodes, that's what they'll be like, oh, you mean Uhtred, son of Uhtred. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It so sticks that's... with people, mm-hmm. you know. Who has so, a son named Uhtred? Clever and, line. And should have line. a And we, we talked about in our. Uh, awards episode that we just put out uh a dog named utrid we made that joke so yeah it would have been it would have been funny yeah it's just it was it was cool and then there's another little one at the beginning when aldhelm is going to go up to, to northumbria and he's like i can't remember exactly what he says but he's like we have to go to the last kingdom <laughs> you know like every now and then in the show they'd say it uh but the, to me that was like an obvious like nod to the show like the last kingdom yeah i'd yeah. still say the best one was uh season four where edward is like you need to watch yeah. over ethelstan because mercia is the last or or wherever east anglia east anglia is the last kingdom and i think northumbria like, right was it north oh yeah he was like northumbria yeah. i don't know it was one of those two um but anyway though that was the best delivery of the show title 
in a totally. sense. Totally. Oh man, that seems like forever ago. The ending of season four, right? When they're like looking over the hills and like, look where we are now, dude. It's over, man. It's over. Oh shit. Oh shit. Little we know who that little kid would become. Little did we know he'd be um, Dick Whit. Actually, there's one more fourth wall break. Um, sort of. It was kind of a cool nod when they're talking about the English and how like Uhtred sort of like it can't be a king to unite the English. Maybe and Pure League sort of like, um, oh, maybe it needs to be someone like you, Uhtred, who leads all men, you know, not just Saxon, not just Dane or not just Pagan, you know. And Finnan says something. Finnan in the movie being Irish and Mark Rowley in the in real life being Scottish. Both countries have been subjugated to British rule at one it still is mm-hmm. and part of the other country still is and otherwise Ireland has its independence. But Finnan says, I don't have to call myself English, do I? <laughs> Which is, it's a cool nod. Everybody yeah. at the theater laughed when he said that because it's sort of like, okay, well, they do sort, you are in the United Kingdom in Scotland, but they don't want to identify as English, mm. you know? So I don't know. It was it was a cool kind of nod to to history too, and yeah, like I'm from Pennsylvania. I wouldn't want to be associated with people from Ohio, right? Like, thanks for not saying New York. I appreciate it. I like I like um, New York. I like. Oh York. no, you don't. You always shit on New York. Why do I shit on New York? What do I say? I don't know. I always I'm always like, hey, I'm in New York. He's like, you. Oh, well, New York City, New York City. Yeah, oh, that's well. different. Ah, oh, well, whatever. The other thing that's interesting about this movie, are, are there any more breaking the fourth walls we missed? I think that's it. As they well. If we like, missed any, let us know. But yeah, let we, us know that we, like we talk about in our reaction we... every time they happen. Yeah, though. yeah. A lot of characters were not in the movie that were not dead at the end of season five. Um, there's no Steor, but I think Steor is dead in the books before this. Yeah, so um, we, so we... that wouldn't have made sense necessarily for her to be in the movie anyway. <laughs> we talk about that in our episode six uh, breakdown for season five that. Sitriger was actually king in the final book. Maybe he died halfway through it. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still alive in the last book. But Siora was dead. I think she died the battle for Vember, I think, yeah. is when she died. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of yeah. like, that's kind of weird that she's not even mentioned. Uh, so, yeah, so we didn't get to see... Um... Finn Elliot as Uhtred's son in this, but they do mention the character at least. Uh, unlike Steor, they don't really mention Steor at all. But at least yeah, with with young Uhtred, they um, Ingelmonder actually says when he's sort of saying who he is about how he found Christ through the teachings of Alfred and through your son who's in Rome. Oh, I did hear that because then Uhtred said. Yeah. Like, oh, he is a scripture genius, genius, and I'm just the so, fool who yeah. made him, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I like so, that line. At least they acknowledged him. Uhtred's oldest son, who was originally named Uhtred, um, when he became a priest, and Uhtred found out, right. he renamed him Ospert, and right. then his youngest son Ospert, he named Uhtred. Then, I think that'd um, have been way too confusing for the movie. Yeah, that would have been too much to have. But <clears throat> I'll say after that, um, they the two of them become became estranged. And when Uhtred actually shows up in the final book, they're kind of even rivals um, for a bit. But then they they reconcile. Um, and I'll 
I'll just tell you that. And I think it, what mm. happens between the two of them is is good. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I was kind of missing his other two children in this. Um, yeah. I think they could have added to it. And again, that um, almost makes me think because of how successful the last kingdom has been getting more successful since it's been on Netflix. And then now this movie's trending, like, are they going to, and they've left the ending ambiguous. Are they going to maybe put out another little movie? I don't know. I don't know. You uh, you know what? I hope so. And I feel like you could do several things. I feel like you could give some of the side characters more of a, a spotlight. Like I'll tell you what I wish they did some of the things with Finn that they did in the books in the show there, some of the best moments in the books, some of the earlier books, that's sort of the middle of the, of the book series. Yeah. Finn were some of my most memorable moments reading and they did not do them in the show. That would be cool. Um, of course it'd be hard to do that without bringing Uhtred back, which I think would be feel weird. It would be, maybe they could just keep him in Ember and, and have like young Uhtred. Or Osbert go with him, or or like or a something. Sig trigger like prequel spinoff or something. Mm -hmm. But I I I think you could still do things after this. And uh, I remember when we talked True. with uh, Bernard Cornwell, he even told us that he was a little disappointed that he had sort of wrapped it up and edited it. Then he felt like he could do more. And I think they're like coming out with like some cookbook story, yes, yeah. or something. Like more short stories or something. Like, yeah. So yeah. maybe they're leaving it open so they can do that. I don't know. But I hope they do something more in the future. As of, as of now. Cool. Um, as of now, this seems like the end of the journey. A lot of the posts that like all the actors are putting out the day it was released were sort of like, like they had a lot of finality to the way the posts were written on social media. Hmm. Um, so I think they all are thinking that this is it. This is like the last hurrah for the show and, and the movie. But like, it's so loved that like years are going to go by. I feel like someone someday is going to want to do something more. Uh, wow. And I think they could keep putting out these little movies. You know, I think that's some one thing they could do to keep the show going or yeah, yeah. if they want to do another series. One thing that was really surprising to me is it was a different actress to play Yadgafu, ah. which is kind of crazy because um, the actress who played her in the movie her name is Elaine Cassidy. She's an Irish actress. She was phenomenal in the movie, I thought. And I thought the one who played in season five was really good as well. And her name is Sonia Cassidy. They're not related. <laughs> Apparently, I'm pretty sure they're not actually related. Um, it's kind of crazy. Um, it's interesting that I don't know why they recasted. Obviously, Elaine did a fantastic job. Yeah, I thought so they, they knew what they were doing. Good. Um, maybe just scheduling. Well, you know, when when we were watching the uh the trailer uh or yeah like i i was like is that edward's wife uh and i was like i think it's and then when we were watching the movie i i asked you the same thing i was like is that edward's wife and you're like yeah so i i didn't even i was like i think that's the same person because it <laughs> i was just like i was like okay i guess maybe her makeup's done differently you know is, is what i and is what i look up pictures of the two of them they they just look alike in person they definitely look they, they have differences but they they look pretty similar yeah and so uh, it's crazy they have the same last name too, but you think they're sisters. I wonder if there was like just uh, when they were shooting this movie, if it was just tough to get people in because Ruby Hartley was missing. Mm -hmm. Edith wasn't uh, there. Eliza told us, Eliza told us that she was unable to do it because of a project. I'm not really sure where um, she would have fit in this movie anyway. 
besides just kind of fun to see her. Yeah. I don't I don't think there would have been a lot of time to explore Ailes with in this. I mean, she wasn't even supposed to be alive. Yeah. So um, like but yeah. Edith, they were setting her at least yeah. to me, it seemed like they were setting her up as like the romantic uh partner to Utred and and Utred does uh marry a woman named Edith in the books. I don't know if it's the same Edith. There's mm-hmm. there are so many people with similar names. Like there's like two or three generations of Ethelhelms in the books. And I think the Ethelhelm that they have in the show, they just kept him for like most of those Ethelhelm parts. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it might be something similar with Edith. I could be wrong on that. But anyway, though, I, it I was really like... surprised he wasn't in, she wasn't in this because yeah. she had seemed to become, of course, in season five, she had sort of set up her own business and became this sort of, you know, I see her like an entrepreneur, Mm-hmm. woman that that's been she was like traveling around so but but she sort of became somewhat of a mainstay since season four um in the cast and i thought she'd be in the movie uh very surprised she wasn't in it would have liked to see edith again she was a cool character it was kind of weird let's talk about now uh finally ethel stan does figure <laughs> out that yeah er- engelmunder <laughs> Has has betrayed him. Utrid was telling the truth. He accepts it. Utrid, I think I think he deep down knew when Utrid told him in that one scene, hmm. but he just was in denial because because of his love for yeah. But I think like deep down he was like Utrid's probably right because he's been right with every mm-hmm. single thing, and everything he said was so rational and made sense. And eventually though he's like 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 damn. Uh, I, I messed up. You don't even, you don't have to fight for me. But Utra and his boys, you know, they're riding home and like, we're gonna fight. Like, <laughs> we're we're gonna do that. And uh, they get the they're an army together. Eventually, Ethelstan shows up with his guys and the Welsh, and they square off against uh, all the Danes that have been united, as well as the the Scots under right. Constantine. And we get an awesome shield wall battle and yeah. man was it good i'll, it I'll really say good. i feel like they could have like done something a little bit more i feel like the build-up to it and the execution of the setup and going into it and the pre-battle speech and yeah. the shield wall calls and yes. all of that was was perfect and then the battle um, was cool filmed it felt realistic and gritty and there was like i think citric had like an awesome move yes there were some cool shots of purely crawling through the the the, the battle um, there, there were some unique things that hadn't been in other battles for sure yeah which is, we want we want like a new like we never want a battle to be exactly the same mm-hmm. i thought it was a little bit of nod to um, the very first battle we ever see in the Last Kingdom, with Uhtred sort of doing the backward steps that they do. Yes, with and that Abba, was kind of cool. Right? I don't know if that was intentional, but I see it. Ease, um, ease, yeah, yeah. Um, I was wondering that too. It, it to me, I was like, it kind of, it's at least making me yeah. think of that. They like, and that, they had and that makes known. like a lot of sense for why they'd use those spike things too. Because like, if you're doing an approach where you're only going to move backwards. Why not throw those spike things in front of you? Because like, if you're gonna ever charge, you don't want to throw spikes on the ground in front of you, Mm-mm. right? So, so that was cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. And again, it was cool. 
almost every battle throughout the show they've always had if, if Uhtred's in it he uses some sort of other tactic some smart scheme or trap or something mm-hmm. as part of it so it was cool that they they kept doing that um yeah they sort they of used... use like a narrow place like they didn't have the high ground but they use like where the trees are so like it was a little bit more narrow yeah they couldn't get um, around them as easy yeah and then they they kept easing back um and obviously they had Uhtred's son waiting to attack and flank them mm-hmm. with freaking horses with logs tied to them to like trip that was so that neat. was cool that was a cool um hadn't seen that one i don't remember seeing anything like that and mm-hmm. i guess the only thing i can think similar to any battle i've ever seen is like in lord of the rings the oliphants that had like the rope be- between their oh tusks. yeah yeah they would kind of like plow people with that mm-hmm. but like this was cool i, I thought it pretty unique and then the other super unique one was le- led by the orc. This one one guy has like an orc helmet, yeah. um, which was cool. And they made the flying V. Yeah, if you've seen Mighty Ducks of <laughs> they literally yelled flying V of uh, shield walls and just try to wedge it. I think makes that sense. was a real maneuver to like, break shield walls. I think a wedge was a thing. I think that was a thing to do. I like um, too how like the last ram that they do, he just like doesn't even have a shield up anymore. He doesn't. He just like kicks into it. He just charges as hard as he can. Um, that was a pretty cool. That was a yeah. lot of cool moments. I just I felt as though there 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 should have been some other animosity or or like Constantine goes off the chain, yeah, or something like that. Or like I said, I think I think how the book did it with. Like sort of Uhtred handing the reins off to Ethelstan there. I think that would have that been, been perfect. Perfect to have seen. Yeah. I think that would have been an awesome thing to have seen. Yeah, because I thought a little bit the way they did it where Ethelstan just it was cool that he won the fight, and the fight was cool. Like Ethelstan looked badass. Mm-hmm. But it was a little anticlimactic when he just was like, All right, take him away. Yeah. He was like, All right, no, go get him. And I was like, Go go take what? him away. Like, like you're in the heat of this moment with someone that you love that fucked you over and you're in a battle for your kingdom and your life and you're and you and you have the sense to be like let's get a group of guys take him away and we'll have a conversation later i will continue this battle until then it's pretty (laughs) crazy that domnall and uh citric had a one-off a one-on-one fight oh yeah domnall being um constantine's nephew yeah that was cool it was was like very quick paced Two of them look dangerous. I was yeah. like, God damn. Like- yeah, you can tell um, Arnis and Ross Anderson, who plays Domhnall, worked really hard on that one. They got in the nitty gritty. <laughs> I think, is, is I could be wrong, but I think Ross might have been a stuntman. Um, I'm not sure. We'd have to, I, we haven't talked to I Ross. Think, uh, but- I think uh, Rod Hallett told us that. I think so. I could yeah. be I could be completely wrong. But remember, he was like one of those explosive guys too from yeah. um those yeah. like run up. I think he has more of a stunt background. I could be making that up. And but, then I know Arnis, like he had some kickboxing or MMA fight. Well, he even told us like he wanted to incorporate more jujitsu type moves. Yeah. Uh, when we talked to him into the show. And he's done that ever since he told us that. Like he's had more of those type moves. Yeah. Uh, in season five in the mm-hmm. battle in the tents and stuff. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, when the two of them squared off, the it was it was quick and brutal, and it just yeah. it felt like if two guys who were really skilled met each other 
in the middle of the midst of all this, like they would make it quick. It would go down yeah. and bloody and then done. And that's like, yeah. that's how it happened. And um, the other thing, I, I don't think we get how with Jacob Dudman, who played Osbert or in the books, it would be become Uhtred mm-hmm. in the books. He's like a mini Uhtred. Yeah. He's very capable fighter. He's very smart. And in this movie, they just, he just didn't get a chance to shine like that. No. Um, he was a, he did some cool things, but it would have been a little. It'd have been cool to like see him do some more badass stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the second to the last book, Uhtred is still an old man, and and I think the last book it's mostly other people doing action, and and even books before that, it's it's like Finnan is still sometimes doing action because Uhtred always describes him as like the quickest guy he's ever met. But it's it's also like Ethelstan and his son doing action. Yeah, it would it would have been cool to have seen him do some cool stuff. And it would it honestly too it would have been cooler to see Uhtred have some more unique like battle a, moments. He really one on one or something. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe square off against Constantine. Again, I just want to that have been weird because I don't think they dislike each other at all. No, they don't. I think they like each That'd other. That'd have been a little. I don't know. But even if they did, and it was just quick, and they no one killed each other, and they just got separated, like it would have just been cool to have seen something because he was so awesome. At least for us, he was a uh, such an awesome part to the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, Uhtred too. I I I can't think of anything in this movie. I was like, that was an awesome battle part that Uhtred had. You know, well, they were pretty basic, but I guess that can kind of go with that. He's not supposed to be as good as he was. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's even a comment about them being old earlier in the movie about like him, (laughs) Finnan, and Citric like being these older guys that don't fight like they used to. But they're again, they're supposed to be like eighty or ninety years old. Um, And and to another part that I I thought was kind of taken from uh, the second to last book. The second to last book, I forget. I think it's like Sword of Kings or the the Sword of the Wolf or something like that. Yeah, it's something like it might be. I think it's sort of kings. Anyway, though, second to the last book before Warlord, it's really just an Uhtred and gang adventure. The whole thing, yeah. like it, it barely focuses on anyone else. It's Uhtred fights another guy and and stuff. But in that in that story, it's I mean, you end up hating this character that yeah. um, Uhtred gets uh, stripped and beaten and like sent off on a horse. And I thought that's what they were going to do when they took his like clothes. Like he just had his underclothes on and banished him. I was like, right. Oh shit. Inglemonder is going to just strip him down and beat him like naked. Um, when I think about it too, I feel like Inglemonder is the only one that I really wanted to see, get it in the movie. Like yeah, even on I didn't feel so strong that I was like, Oh, I want him to die. You know, no, no. he was just a Dane just manipulating people. And he wanted land, you know, land right. and silver. Right. It was just really Inglemunder was like the only bad guy that I wanted to see get it. Mm-hmm. I guess now I, I will say his or Astrid too, because I didn't like her. She was always she conniving and, spying. And, and spying and she got an arrow. So that was that was a little satisfying. Got but Outhelm killed. Yeah. Yeah, she got it. Good. And and the guys that took yeah. Serpent Breath. I wanted to see them die. That, yeah, but we didn't see them get it. That was disappointing. That was disappointing. But the battle, I love the build up to it. And again, you know, maybe I'm downplaying it. If I see it again, it'll be really amazing. But in the moment, it felt like there could have just been something else. And and again, maybe yeah, I think it, was, it a... was perfect, but just the moment where Uhtred gets stabbed 30 times and I start worrying if they're going to ruin 
the the ending by having Utra dead. Uh, I think maybe that just got me distracted, but it was good. I think it was a I'm yeah. so glad they did the shield wall. I'm so glad because we didn't get. And the way they do the call is pretty cool. Like Ethelstan tries to go, like the call from the from Onlof was decent. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty decent. Ethelstan's was pretty weak, and Uhtred's just like hold my shield. And <laughs> like they do, he says shield takes a breath to get the full wall out. After that, mm-hmm. you know, like shield. <gasps> Whoa! He paused, you know. <laughs> I think that was what was wrong with our shield wall calls with James is we didn't too pause quick. too quick. Too quick, yeah, probably, probably. That's Uhtred why knows we, how yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Utrid knows how to do it better than anybody. It yeah. was great that he did it, and it was good. He had a cool pre-battle speech. Um, I like how they had more spears. So, like everything about the battle seemed more realistic mm-hmm. than some of the other battles, even though as awesome as some of the other battles were. And and they do feel real. I'm not saying they don't feel real, but like just the way they showed the pissing themselves, the puking and the spears. There's one thing that we talked with Mark Rowley about was that they use spears all the freaking time in these battles. That was like the main weapon in shield walls was the spear. Think test. about how much safer you are too. Just you can yeah. reach someone else further away without getting close to them and getting hurt yourself, right? So yeah, like it's I such just... like an underutilized weapon. Yeah. Um, like when we think back, like that was maybe not then. They think they use them all the time back then. Uh, yeah, they use them all the time for real. Um, but we don't in, in movies and stuff, we don't see a lot of people using the spears. sword is cool. It's like we like they always just give everyone swords in movies, but until Mando got that freaking spear in Mandalorian yeah, and then yes, they freaking melted was it. it was the worst thing ever. Yo, uh Ingrith and other people of Ebenburg getting killed. Oh yes. Uh, that this sucked. Just, yeah, that really sucked. That sucked balls. I didn't like that. And, yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that either. And it was like Utrid had been banished, and Finnan and I said to Steve when we watched it, Citric and Finnan, like they just somebody came to him and said, "Hey, Utrid needs you in Wessex," and they just left. And I'm like, "Come on, guys! Like you guys have to have like a code. <laughs> like, what's the password that that Utrid would have told you to tell us info?" Mm-hmm. But yeah, Finn and losing Ingrith like that, man, that's brutal. We didn't need yeah. that. And how Mark did that too when he was just like like screaming for her and running. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that just cut me. Yeah, we haven't talked enough about Mark in this movie, I think. Um, he was great. Finn and again, oh, yeah. just probably some of the... He definitely had the best bro banter in the movie mm-hmm. by far. Yeah, um, felt good to have that back. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of that in 5. There was, there no. was still hints of it. But it yeah. it definitely didn't feel as much as the season three and four to me. I think he had some of the funniest lines in the movie, which we we would expect. Mm-hmm. Glad he survived. Glad he survived. Can't remember any specific amazing battle beats as because we saw him have some crazy ones in season five. Oh yeah, but he was definitely present in the battle, and I, I think they were going for just a more realistic battle. Yeah. A little bit less it, glamorous than the ones before. That's what the the whole movie to me, the whole I mean, the show has always been about historical fiction being real and and grounded. Yeah. I mean, you you could nitpick. You could be like, they're not wearing enough chain mail armor. They're not. But I mean, this one to me just felt more like, yeah, like we're we're not going over the top with any like crazy cinematic, like 
over the the cliffs or in the trenches right. thing. So I think there was like, this, this is going to be then, how like, it really was at that yeah. battle. I feel like there was this mindset that like, oh, we did this battle like this. The next one needs to be at this level, and the next one needs to be at this level, and next. Mm -hmm. And this one, like, let's just make it good. Let's just make it a solid battle. Let's make it realistic. Let's make it exciting. Let's not worry about adding some crazy effect. Mm -hmm. Um, which they still added new things, new elements to a battle that we didn't see, which we appreciate that. So, yeah, I thought it was. I think it was well done. It was well done. It was. It was cool. Yeah, but I mean, I I did like the movie. It's just it's really heavy and serious yeah. the fact that there's some characters that die and some that don't show up definitely um, does not leave you as happy as doesn't leave you as happy as season five and and but the thing is though it doesn't take away season five no, if you watch no, the last not. kingdom no. you finish season five i think i'm still gonna just feel that way and like the um when when i was watching finishing up our uh uh, award show talk and, and going through stuff again and i i just i just sat down and pretty much we watched the the last episode um and in preparation for watching this movie and like i just like it even more than i did before like there's some things like the last jedi that i like dislike more over time and like yeah. game of thrones season eight and there's some things like this that i just i like even more over time i'm just like Man, people did it right. They just did yeah. it right. Like I said, I like the movie more after my second watch through. Mm. I think it will too. Now that I won't have that fear that they're just killing Utra in the middle of this battle by like a bunch of unknown dudes without throwing a sword to Ethelstan or anything, you know, cool like that. Right. Um, again, so I didn't. I didn't watch it with that expectation. So it's a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, I had. I had some um, expectations. I'd say that is different too than when we watched the show or any any other season. Right. Too, I wouldn't read the books for that season, right. which is what I yeah. Like I'm I'm reading them now, and then I would see the show, um, and then I'd right. be like, oh, this was different than the book. Okay, all right. Exactly. But I'd, like in my head, I'd be like the show is what happened, and now in my head, I'm like. <laughs> The book is what happened. Why is the show fucking up? Uh, no, it didn't. It, it, it didn't fuck up. Um, but there are some things that could have been. And, and there and, always is. Every season, there was like there was like things I wish from the books could have been. But like when Purely like, threw the bodies down oh on Siegfried and Eric's army, that yes. was that the was thing. a travesty that that did not happen. That should have happened. That should have happened. But it could have happened in this movie. Obviously, just, like, they, can't, like, they can't do after it. After he crawls away, just starts throwing. I think it's good, though, they differentiate differentiate themselves from the book. So it's not exactly like it. So they're two separate things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like you get a bonus based than when you on read the, the book. Yeah, exactly. It's based on the books. But you, you can look at it as bonus. two separate stories. They have the wolf people who would would be your people. Like, mm, so people. like people like the, the characters, like the wolf people, the wolf warriors, they called them. Those are like factions of people that if we if this was a series instead of one movie, it'd have been cool to get more background on them. Mm -hmm. It'd have been cool to learn a little bit more about Onloff, Um, because the actor was really good. He had a good look. Um, he was I don't think he had enough airtime to become super captivating. Uh, he was good though. Don't get don't get us wrong. He was he did a hey, great usually job the playing. Show, you spend time with the Saxons, you spend time with the Danes. Utrid spends it pretty much an even amount of time between the two of them before they fight. Um, and right. this one, he, he really only had one scene 
where they all get together and they're talking about how shitty Ethelstan is. And then he's, he's pretty much just back with Ethelstan most of the movie. Right. Um, which again, which good, but then you can't get as strong Danes or Constantine or whoever um, right. because of that. But let's then talk about some of the most important things. Let's talk about what's your best bro moment from this movie then, Colby. My bro moment has got to be it's it's at that scene when Uhtred's about to go to Valhalla. I love when Ethelstan gets down and they do their oath together, Uhtred and Ethelstan. And Ethelstan doesn't stand above him like he had it during the movie. He stands eye level with him. Or he said he kneels eye level with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, that was some cool symbolism that of how Ethelstan looks at Uhtred and how Uhtred should be treated, you know? Mm-hmm. But what I love about this bro moment, what makes it my favorite bro moment, was when Uhtred says to Ethelstan, make me a promise that you will not marry and you will not have kids. You'll give your throne to your brother Edmund. And what this does for Ethelstan is it sort of says to Ethelstan without announcing it to everybody else in the room, be who you are. Be homosexual if you want, if you like men. This will give you an out. You can always tell people that it was a promise I had made. That's why I don't have yeah. an heir. That's why like, I'm well, not Why married. don't you have any heirs? Well, Uhtred made me swear when that Edmund I had would, to give so it. that's why. But just think of how like how cool that is between Uhtred and Ethelstan. Like, Uhtred doesn't care about his sexual orientation. He just loves him as a, sort of as a son and wants him to be happy. That, that's a real and bro moment. That's yeah. like, that's a real bro moment right there. So that's mine. Um, that That is that is pretty, pretty cool. Um, another kind of cool one they had that we should just mention is like when Finnan brought Uhtred the sword just to try to console him for losing yeah. the sword. When he says that great line and um, just Finnan, man, being there for Uhtred is, does it ever get old? No, 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 no. And, no. and that's 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 my bro moments is just all if you if you're taking that one, I'm just taking all of like the little interactions that they had had, um, you know, like the the hug with Outhelm and mm. uh the like you said, giving the sword and, and when they find Utrecht in uh Winchester, all, all those little moments oh. I just wanna lump together. Totally, dude. So cool. And I kind of, I told you, like, these are almost bro moments. All the times Utra tried to, like, get through to Ethelstan. Mm -hmm. Like, even though he knew Ethelstan was going to get pissed, he he never gave up in that and just trying to, like, bring him back to reality. Um, I can't, I don't think we can count them as bro moments because Ethelstan didn't reciprocate it. Maybe, I don't know, but Utra was definitely being a bro. It's an attempt. It's definitely an attempt on Utra's end. Attempted bro moment. Attempted bro. (laughs) Most anti-bro moment was when, um... Ethelstan killed his actual brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was not the very bro. Moment was when he was killed his actual brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best moment from this. And I'm going to steal the shield wall is what I'm going to steal right out of the gate. Yes. Did we um, freaked out? We freaked out when that I happened. was so happy. Um, there was shield walls in season five, um, but it was never, and you could say, well, Steve, the shield wall was obviously a staple for when Constantine was pushing the men off the cliff, but it, 
it wasn't a shield wall battle in the sense that we've got people like evenly fighting. It's it's scrapping. You know, you look like, like Ethel stand there for a second. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just I'm the king of <laughs> England. So in this one, we get pretty awesome shield wall call, and I love the how they panned up and like the camera. Angles, oh, that was they, amazing! They, that camera angle, the the shots they used to the shield show, wall clash. Me, I know we've seen it before, but that was great. Yeah, uh, to me, it looked like most of those guys were real. You know, again, maybe the CG was just really good in this, but especially when they do like the overhead like swoop, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that was even like two different shots kind of put together. Like maybe they had all the guys, all the stuntmen on one side, and they 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 like cut and refilmed the same arc. And they just had all the stuntmen redressed in the different armor on the other side. And then during the battle, they they broke it up into smaller groups that you couldn't see. But anyway, yeah. though, it it like it just looked like those were all real guys. And at the very least, it didn't look like two CGI like TV totally. movie armies fighting each other. That. It Never looked like that. a movie mm-hmm. with real dudes, and it felt real and gritty. And I was, was just great. so happy to have a shield wall it just felt dangerous it just felt you like how it yes. does in the books it just I, felt, I like how it's just like just blades flying around anybody could get stabbed yeah like and that's what you like see wonder pure league yeah. which again i was i was surprised pure league lived you know like yeah me too like, he got a bat he got he's stabbed got, in the neck right out <laughs> he has um, he has less sort of he's like lost some weight <laughs> yeah he's lost weight so running so much in seasons four tissue. and five he got and, stabbed bad in five too, and he survived. That's right. He's he's unkillable. He's unkillable. He's in, yeah. He's invincible. But yeah, I, my favorite moment. I'm gonna have to go with the end, even though like I've said many times in this, it's not exactly what I wanted to happen, but it was so freaking well done. And you mean like the Valhalla and yes, the, yes. the going to modern day Bember, that yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. because it gave me a feeling. Even though I might not be happy with the fate, with his fate, that Uhtred, I think, would be satisfied with his own fate. Even if it's only in his head, I think if that's the path that he goes down, he's seeing some of the people he's loved most in life there. And so I can take some solace in that. He's fulfilled. If if, if that is that fate, if that is the fate. Mm. But also the zoom out of the castle, of the real castle. That was really cool. That was, you know, uh, it was pretty cool. I, I want to know who had that idea because that, that was a great idea. Because it just connected. Like a lot of the events in the last kingdom really happened. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly how they happened, but they happened. And they were critical events in the formation of England. Which England and, shaped so much of the world, right? And <laughs> so. Yeah. And to connect this location that was so vital to the show and show where it is now, what it looks like now, to me personally, it connects me even more to the movie and show. I don't know, really know what else to say about it. It was a pretty powerful moment to me that they did that. And I, I, I thought that was a great choice. That was a great choice. I'm, I'm eager to watch this again when I have the emotional energy to. I know. Um, <laughs> and see how I feel now that I've already seen it and I know what's going to happen and see if I look at it any differently. But I'm, I'm glad, at least in my mind right now, I don't think they ruined the perfect ending for five. No, I, I don't still think don't so. think it was as good, though, um, 
as as some of the seasons of the last kingdom um i would agree as a whole um but it's it was still great i mean it was still great it was fun to watch it was exciting i'd still rank it above was phenomenal most i would still rank it higher than any other netflix um like battle period piece movie they've done like by far again we've always said this though the caliber of the last kingdom it is hard to live up to what they've done already in like seasons one two and three that's tough season five did it season five blew our minds at the end and and even if it was predictable even if it was somewhat predictable it was still phenomenal this movie was great this movie was was a really good movie to the last kingdom standard it's close it's maybe a little above the standard we give it does it soar above it i don't think so but it's it's really good yeah you know i was really curious to like how can they do a last kingdom thing in one movie like with so much happens and and they pulled it off they did it moves fast but they pulled it off and i love about this movie that Uhtred, his final words that we see on the screen are, guess what they are? Uh, my name is Batman. Well, you know, I was kind of surprised he didn't go that <laughs> route. But um, no, he, he actually says this weird sort of unique line that we've never heard. Destiny is all. Ah, oh, that is cool. I wonder what that means. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cryptic. <laughs> I don't get it. No, no, it's it, cool that... that... Is... And what do you think that he like said it like sort of with a question? He sort of like destiny is all. Do you think that sort of lends itself to like we're leaving this ending ambiguous? Like, yeah, yeah, I I think so. Um, yeah, I, I and I think it just goes like how we were saying season five was was so definitive. I I think in giving us like the happy Uhtred ending. And I think they just want to go a different routes and 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 leave this kind of ambiguous and mm-hmm. uh you know uh I, I think that's probably why they did it. And they still wanted to end it with that, but then kind yeah. of be like totally. You know. And I and I also really like how Osbert says to him at that moment, like, I'm going to or before that, um, we're gonna rebuild Bebenbur in stone. Because we as we know now, the castle is stone. stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool line. Thank you, people of Last Kingdom. But, people who worked on Seven yes. Kings Must Die. Thank um, you to the actor. I think it's a good time to just like say thank you because so many people worked very, very hard to bring us this the show and the movie. And we're just so grateful to to the people that did that. And we know the, the camaraderie that, that was built on set. It leaks, it spills out. You know, we couldn't be more thankful for the show and the movie. We really couldn't. Yeah. And this this kind of marks some turning points for us. So we we are still going to be talking about The Last Kingdom. We're going to be putting out more yeah. things on Seven Kings Must Die. Any we'll, excuse we have to talk about it, we will. If we were, five years from now, if they never put out <laughs> anything Last Kingdom again, I'm sure we will find something more to talk about of The Last Kingdom. We will keep doing that. We'll also be putting out other stuff. Uh if you haven't checked out our other stuff on other shows and movies, uh, you should do that. And if there's anything you do want us to cover or get into, let us know that too. Um, Cause we are working our way through to finding other avenues here. We're, we're going to be single now. We're so. single. 
we're looking we're gonna, for a new we're open to show around <laughs> you know like ooh, i'll watch this ooh, maybe watch this one weekend yeah. you know but, but I, you next... know what i don't do is i don't watch two dramas at the same time like i'm i'm not that mm. kind of guy you know what right. i mean right like <laughs> <laughs> i think we're gonna re-review this in a way when we will probably do like an award show for this uh later on and the i feel like we'll do we'll do like another review movie where we've been far away from it and we'll probably think about some things differently than i imagine than mm -hmm. we do right now and it'll be fun to talk about again but otherwise this is sort of our last as far as we know last kingdom like review, review. talk you know man that's yeah unless they put out you know new show or something yeah this is our last one which we hope they do <laughs> please come on guys come, come on. on no but so, sometimes things are just better left and and i do think that sometimes leave things how they are leave a a, a good thing how it is let us know what you thought of this movie please mm -hmm. uh we want to hear the thoughts i think i think there's going to be some different thoughts on this one i think um i've seen some reviews some people really love it uh we've got some people who didn't like it as much so um want to hear why you liked it why you, if you didn't like it why didn't you like it um, we can have discussions and that would be great let us know in the comments below subscribe check us out YouTube podcast look for our reaction to the show if it's not out this might actually come out first yeah check it out whenever it comes out people were, we were talking to cast and crew check that out it'll be awesome and it's like we always say goodbye and, and destiny is all is all